It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, Arctic blast, deadly ice storms and freezing temperatures wreaking havoc nationwide. Tens of millions at risk this morning. The winter weather disrupting travel, canceling school, and turning roads into treacherous ice rinks. Al has your full forecast. Then lost and found. Two monkeys reported missing from the Dallas Zoo now back home after their disappearance drew national attention. They're back home, they're safe, and the work is continuing. Adding to a list of suspicious incidents over the last few weeks at the zoo. The latest on the monkey mystery and how police are working to solve it. Plus, relief in sight, the new push to lower your grocery bill. I think that it's something that a lot of people are struggling with right now how prices have increased so rapidly. How stores are trying to cut costs, offering hope to families crushed by double-digit inflation at the checkout line. Why retailers are pressuring suppliers to lower their prices and creative ways you can save at the supermarket. And let's rock. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame set to announce a new lineup of nominees. So who made the cut? We have your very first look at the list today, Wednesday, February 1st. 2023. A shout out to our fellow staff and students at the Hawkeye School in Dallas, Texas. From St. Louis, Missouri. Today I turned 65. On a Marvin Sun trip. From Miami to New York. Here to celebrate William's birthday at the Today Show. Hi to my husband in Jacksonville, Florida. Love you, Armon. Visiting the plaza from Houston, Austin, and Indianapolis. From Sacramento, California, on a mother-daughter trip for my mom's birthday. Lots to celebrate out there. Welcome back to today. Nice to have you with us on a Wednesday morning. We've got the beat going on. Hold yes. on assignment. Chanel and Craig are here. Good morning. Good morning. Halfway to the weekend. Uh, lots to get to in this half hour. By the way, tomorrow we have an interview that you do not want to miss, folks. Carson going one-on-one -on -one with Pamela Anderson in the spotlight for three decades. Pamela Anderson now sharing her very personal life story. We're going to bring you there. Sure to be fascinating conversation tomorrow right here on Today. A lot of buzz about that. Let's get to your news. 8 o'clock falling temperatures along with snow, sleet, and freezing rain have much of the country under winter weather alerts this morning. The ice storms turned deadly in Texas, wiping out traction and causing hundreds of accidents. Other parts of the South are dealing with power outages. And across the Midwest, the wind chills are plunging to dangerous levels. Al's got the very latest on what's ahead. Al, good morning. All right. Well, this is going to be the last blast of this icy weather uh, stretching from Texas all the way into parts of Arkansas and Kentucky. We're looking at 26 million people under ice storm watches, warnings. We've got winter weather advisories. You can see that mix of purple and pink. That's the free freezing precip. So we're watching that now moving through. Before all is said and done, as we move through uh, tomorrow, we're talking about about a half an inch of ice from San Angelo, just west of D uh, Dallas, Waco. And that ice extends all the way into eastern, I should say, west Western Kentucky and Tennessee. So we're watching that. Plus, south of that, we're going to be looking at heavy rain. So through Thursday, anywhere from one to three inches of rain. And then we've got these dangerous wind chills. In fact, New England, we could be looking at wind chills of minus 30 to 60 degrees likely. Right now, it feels like 18 in St. Louis, minus eight, Minneapolis, Caribou, 14. And as we move into Saturday morning, most likely record temperatures in Albany, it'll feel like minus 30, minus four in Philadelphia, minus one in in Pittsburgh, but then 
guys, the good news is the temperatures warm up as we get on into early next week. So luckily, it's a short-lived blast of Arctic air. Okay. All right. Thank you, Al. The Federal Reserve expected to hike interest rates once again at its policy meeting this afternoon. It would be the eighth increase in less than a year. Wall Street counting on a bump of one quarter percent, which would be the smallest of the recent hikes. The Fed trying to tame record inflation by cooling off the economy without causing it to stall for consumers. Higher interest rates could raise the cost of mortgages and credit card debt. The latest mystery at the Dallas Zoo has been at least partially solved. Two monkeys reported missing early Monday are now back in zoo custody. Their disappearance adding to a strange list of animal incidents over the last few weeks. NBC's Morgan Chesky is outside the zoo to fill us in. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, Chanel, it is a very good morning for everyone at the Dallas Zoo who are happy to report that their beloved Emperor Tamron pair, Bella and Finn, are back home safe and sound this morning after a bizarre disappearance that really was drawing international attention. Now, today, police say they're still looking for the person who did this and a potential motive, but have a very big thank you for one tipster who made a crucial phone call. This morning, no more missing monkeys. The pair of Emperor Tamarins, Bella and Finn, are back at the Dallas Zoo after a nearly 36-hour ordeal that police are still piecing together. What we tell people is we just need that one tip that is going to help an investigation. Police say that's exactly what came in Tuesday afternoon. A phone call leading officers to an abandoned home outside Dallas. Knocked on the door. The door was open uh, and officers went inside, cleared the home. There was no one located inside the house. And the monkeys were found uh, in a closet. This photo captured one of the monkeys inside as staff rushed to recover the beloved pair. The zoo sharing, we are thrilled beyond belief, adding both monkeys will be evaluated by our veterinarians. The care these guys receive at the zoo is specialized care, specialized diets and, and staff who have spent their lives preparing to care for, for challenging, exotic, delicate critters. Investigators also released this photo, saying they'd like to speak to the male seen on surveillance video Sunday and ask him questions about the missing monkeys. But they are not calling him a suspect. We're just glad that it has the outcome right now, um, that they're back home, they're safe, and the work is continuing. They're still, still working now to determine who took them from the Dallas Zoo. Authorities say they're also trying to determine if several incidents at the zoo last month, including an escaped leopard and the suspicious death of an endangered vulture, are connected in any way. And it's that unknown, keeping zoo officials cautious. How fearful are you that all of these incidents could be connected? That's a really terrifying thought. Uh, I mean, we're already devastated. This has been a, a truly unprecedented string of criminal acts. The thought that one person might Uh, have committed all of these is a little mind-blowing to us. Yeah, definitely a frightening thought. But zoo officials say that as for Bella and Finn, no serious injuries to report as of right now. They're both being kept under observation before they'll join their old habitat uh, friends back in that enclosure here at the zoo. So they won't be getting to join everyone just yet. But I'm told that Bella and Finn, they've been a pair now for a while. So hopefully, zoo officials say this should feel more like an extended getaway.
You know? It'll be a nice little reunion. I tell you one thing. I have a feeling that it'll be a big reunion, yeah. and people are going to go and visit the. You know, yeah. they're going to go to the zoo now, like, even more so. What a story you know they have I mean? to tell. If only they could talk. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got to tell you about this other story. A strange one. A girl's high school basketball coach in Virginia has been fired after impersonating a 13-year-old player. It happened during a game last month. So here you're going to see this video. It's junior varsity coach Arlisha Boykins wearing the number one on her jersey. Well, she's 22 years old. She took the place of a player who was out of town, even using that child's name, according to the authorities. And the head coach, who allegedly knew about the switch, also was terminated. After the ruse was discovered, members of the team and their parents decided to forfeit the rest of the season. This is unfortunate. There are games like my little guys play soccer. You know, sometimes there'll be a super tall kid. Yeah. I'm like, how is that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was a little different. No <laughs> one's going to notice someone who's nine years older than the rest of the kids? Apparently not. All right. Yeah. Still had Tom Brady teasing his future once again. Not in acting, though, folks. No, no. Not in football, but acting. What he had to say at the big premiere of his new movie, 80 for Brady. But first, we've got Sam Brock at a supermarket here. Uh, good news? Wow, we don't get that a lot with the soaring food prices. Hi, Sam. Savannah. I got, Hi, Savannah. I got a couple pieces of good news. First, prices aren't going up as much as they were before, so I guess we'll take that. But also, grocery trains right now are doing what they can to try to bring down your bill. The question is why? That story coming up right after this break. Welcome back. This morning on Consumer Confidential, we're talking about those sky-high food prices and a new push by the nation's largest supermarket chains to lower your grocery bill. That sounds good. NBC's Sam Brock joins us with everything we need to know. Hey, Sam. Chanel, guys, good morning. Those who track the industry tell us there is no question that retailers right now are pressuring their suppliers to try to bring down prices because they are worried, guys, about losing customers. Now, if you look at the last 20 years or so, on average, groceries usually go up about 2.4% per year. This last year, about five times that as prices are still rising, just a little bit less than before. Supermarket shoppers sick of high prices are starting to reach a boiling point. I am not paying $4.79 for an apple. Like, y'all have lost your mind. Shelling out eight or nine bucks for a dozen eggs and for two butternut squash. Wanna guess how much? 15 bucks. Perhaps the surest sign of the times, a now viral video from TikTok user Amy Way the Save, who documented how the same items, including rice, beans, and potatoes, jumped a whopping 50% by the start of 2023. The video now viewed more than 2 million times. What do you think it is about that clip that is speaking to people right now? I think I just hit a nerve. I think that it's something that a lot of people are struggling with right now how prices have increased so rapidly. Grocery stores are trying to pump the brakes on food inflation that was up 11.8% year over year in December, actually down slightly from the previous two months. The Wall Street Journal reporting Whole Foods is asking suppliers to lower prices, though the company declined comment to NBC News. Consultant Bobby Gibbs tracks the industry. We're seeing some pressure from retailers on suppliers, and that's true uh, especially for some of the larger players. But we're also seeing some of the suppliers proactively try to lower the cost of goods to be more competitive. Gibbs says premium retailers are trying to prevent shoppers from moving to conventional chains, and conventional companies want to stop their customers from moving to discount locations. 
something industry research shows is already happening. I don't understand how families are going to keep doing this. As for whether the pressure strategy is working, Gibbs says it really depends on what kind of deals grocers can negotiate with their suppliers. Thankfully, packaged products are definitely dropping in price as supply chain issues improve. Meanwhile, some important tips for saving. Keep an eye on unit prices so you know what size is really cheaper. Make a list and stick to it so you don't go over budget. And keep a spending journal to track how much prices go up. As for the future outlook, it's a mixed bag or basket. I'm sad to say I don't think that the grocery bills are going to come back to what they were in 2020-2019. If we look at kind of past periods of, of high inflation, the prices don't come down. They just stop going up. This is the new reality. This is the new reality. Sam, you also heard about some more creative ways people are saving money. What can you tell us? Yeah, Chanel, we talked about the conventional ways that people are doing it. Other folks are kind of thinking a little bit more outside the box. They're going in and buying a share of an animal, like a pig, for example, and then splitting up the meat or they're buying their own chickens. But this is my favorite one right here. There is a three-year-old girl in Kentucky. She is selling her own eggs. That's her right there, Aubrey Joe Toon. They're about, guys, $3 for a dozen eggs. They were a little bit cheaper, but obviously, you know, inflation has kicked in. Still a heck of a lot cheaper than what you're going to find at a nearby grocery store. She has 13 hens, a rooster, and five ducks. And we are told by her mom that actually the demand is so high right now, they can't satisfy all of the people wow. who want I Aubrey's eggs. I believe that eggs. farm fresh yeah. eggs there are you go. a delight. Yeah. yeah. A lot of folks are actually doing that. Mm-hmm. I've been reading stories about that. Very Sam, thank, thank you. Thank you, Sam. That little girl's going to be able to put herself through college. I know. I like that. Just her eggs. Entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. All right, Mr. Roker, you got the weather? Well, you know, tomorrow's Groundhog's Day, of course. What's the forecast for our, <laughs> our groundhogs across the country. Well, we got Holtzville Hal in Holtzville, New York. Bright sunshine, 23, so he'll see his shadow. That means six more weeks of winter. Buckeye Chuck in Marion, Ohio. Sunny, cold, 16. Uh, uh, Unadilla Billy down in Unadilla, Nebraska, 18. He's going to see that shadow. Uh, uh, rain, yes. Shadow, no for Sir Walter Wally in Raleigh, North Carolina. We didn't know there were this many groundhogs. Oh, yes. it's a, They're franchises. That's okay. great. That Fantastic. Uh, and okay, let's the old school, the OG. Okay, Punk's Tony yeah, Phil, partly cloudy, oh, 19. Gee. He's seen it like 158 times. <laughs> Dunkirk Dave, uh, mostly cloudy at 24. Chili Chuck in Staten Island, Sta- uh, Ch- Staten Island Chuck in Staten Island. He's going to probably see his shadow as well. So there you go. We'll see what happens tomorrow. That's your latest weather. Best time of the morning. Even more exciting yeah. because there's breaking news. Well, we have multiple breaking news. Breaking news. Pops yeah. It's okay. not just what we just heard a second ago. There's okay. other things. We want to get to all of it. We'll start with the, the first bit of news. That's with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some breaking news that they just dropped the list of the 2023 nominees. We have our very first look. No one has seen these yet to our knowledge. we got the nominees. Nominees are in. There's Kate Bush making the list. What a resurgence that Kate's had since the Stranger Things track's gone so well. Cheryl Crow first time awesome. on the nominee. Uh, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, Joy Division, New Order, uh, Cindy Lauper, George Michael on the list. Plus Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, The Spinners, A Tribe Called Quest back on the list. Man. The White Stripes. And last but not least, Warren Zavon. So wow, let's good. put up all the nominees again. A couple of notes about it. There's 14 on the ballot. Eight of them are first-time nominees. As I mentioned, Cheryl Crow, George Michael, also first-time, and Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final list of inductees will be revealed in May. How do they choose them? 
That's a long answer. Okay, Uh-oh. never mind. I'll but I, I don't want to eat before. my brother breaking no, news. No, no, okay, story. you're right. All right. right. I'll Google it. But I'll, I'll draw you a map. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Phil is in the news. More than two decades of the TV show. The host says that, uh, well, he's been dishing out tough advice for a long time now. You need to say, it's time for me to stop running from my pain, turn around and face it. Because you can run, but you'll just die tired. You need to face it and deal with it. Well, after 21 years on the air, Dr. Phil announcing yesterday that his daytime show is coming to an end. McGraw sharing in a statement that this will be his final season of the program that's been nominated for 31 Emmys since it debuted in 2002. Press release also announcing plans for Phil to launch a primetime project sometime in the next year, saying in the statement, while I'm moving on from daytime, there is so much more I wish to do. All right, other great news here. Bad Boys 4 is going to happen. Will Smith took to social media yesterday to drop the news that the next installment of the franchise is on the way. Plus, he's teasing why when um, uh, they're going to have a little trouble apparently coming up with a new title for number four. We know that the, the directing duo is the same one who did the third one. Oh, okay. well, so we'll look forward to, to that. All right, next up, Tom Brady, the NFL superstar. This is our other breaking news. Just yeah. posting on Instagram that he is officially retiring from football. Quote, for good. Mm. Did he have this behind his back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to Where make have I heard this. that before? Saying that he wouldn't change a thing and calling his career an absolute dream. Brady adding in the caption, I love my family, teammates, friends, coaches, and football. So Tom wow. Brady off this bizarre quarterback market that's happening right now in the NFL. Yeah. He will not be an option. Yeah. He is announcing his retirement, and it looks like it's going to stick. Are so we right. surprised? No, not at all. Uh, not, not this time. Okay. I mean, and he's got that huge TV contract that's sure. waiting on him to do some am- some, some movies. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of He'll teasers. He'll land on his feet. Yeah. There's, the, there's the 49ers who now can move on. You know, yes. The Raiders yeah, can move on. Tough. All these rumored places where he might land. Next can generation. Can, can yeah. move on. So there you go. Okay. Pop stars. Best of luck. Breaking Good news. breaking yeah. news. Thank you. Oh, there, friend. Straight ahead, an inspiring start today. Walking club member who turned her health around in a really dramatic way and what getting in those daily steps can do for your heart. We are back. Welcome to today on this Wednesday morning. And welcome to February as well. Great First souls. day of February 2023. Come on, um, how's, how's the crowd doing? We good? Yeah? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We know one thing for sure. They're cold. Carson just said these are some hearty souls. Yeah, they yes, are. it's chilly out here. Guys, lots to get to this half hour. We're going to start with the story of a pioneering sheriff who's breaking barriers in Minnesota and setting an example of hope for her entire community. Blaine met up with her, and we'll share that really touching conversation. Then we've got another inspiring woman kathy augustine got a heart transplant and she's been on a mission to keep it strong ever since uh we're going to talk with her find out about that success with our start today walking club she was actually down with us in orlando oh. and she, try out some exercises to add to our routines all right speaking of exercising uh what if you would eat a little differently if there was healthy food around what if that healthy yeah. food was more affordable this dietitian says it can be She's going to share some great ways to get those fruits, get those veggies for less. Sounds mm. good. And then on the third hour, we are going to introduce you to some trailblazing artists who've worked on some of Hollywood's biggest blockbusters, from Black Panther to The Mandalorian. They showed us how they make movie magic. All right, now to something that we wanted to get to in Popstar with all of our breaking news. We push it to this moment now, and that's our friend Uncle Al's making an appearance in the latest issue of People Yay. Magazine. Uh, Take a look at these great photos inside. There's Al and his lovely 
wife Deborah. We, this is the Valentine's Day special. Uh, your wife describing this moment of your, this is at your wedding here in New York as running towards the future. Aww. What do you remember about that picture? Al? Well, I remember as soon as I was done, they put some ropes on me and I floated over the Thanksgiving oh, Day parade. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's Beautiful funny. It was, well, come on! It was Deborah's idea. The photographer said, "Oh, let's go out." We got we, our reception was at the Essex House, uh-huh. and we got out there in Central Park South and ran down, and that was just a kind of a moment to ourselves. Well, oh, there's some good shots in that, that issue. It's yeah. a great love story, the Deborah and Al love story. You can check out the new issue of People is on stands this a Friday. a great endurance story if you're Deborah Washington. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because she could have easily gone either way on that. <laughs> All right, Al. And you're wearing your cute hat, too. Well, you know, I love you. your Logan Roy hat. She gave me this hat. Well, so she go. has excellent taste. All right. Let's show you what we've got looking at the week ahead. That Arctic Express coming across the Great Lakes into the northeast. Showers and storms down through the southeast. Rain and snow on Friday in the northwest. Saturday, bitter cold in the northeast Great Lakes. Sunny and milder down through Texas. More rain and snow out west. And then Sunday, Sunday! Sunday, Got a western storm moving in again, bringing snow into the intermountain regions and part of the Cascades. Snow showers in northern New England. Sunshine from the plains all the way down to the Gulf. And that is your latest weather. Everybody come together! Let's go! That's right. Today's show, Assemble. (laughs) Coming up next, a powerful story that is sure to inspire a sheriff who just made history in her state. And Blaine Alexander will introduce us to her. But first, this is Today on NBC. We are back with our series, Discover Black Heritage, and an inspiring story about breaking barriers on this first day of Black History Month. Yeah, there's a woman in Minnesota who just made history. She became that state's very first black female sheriff. NBC's Blaine Alexander recently traveled to Minneapolis and sat down with her. Blaine, good morning. Well, guys, good morning to you. What a conversation this was. You know, when you talk with Sheriff Dewana Witt, even she will tell you that law enforcement was probably the last profession she expected to join growing up. You know, she doesn't shy away from talking about her difficult childhood. In fact, she does it every chance she can. It's a way to inspire others and help build trust, something that's especially meaningful when you consider where she's serving. Inside the Hennepin County Jail, Nate Johnson's Free Riders class has a special guest. This isn't the end of the line for you. Sheriff Dewana Witt. A few weeks on the job, it's not unusual to see her here, but what might surprise you is what she says. I was that person who was afraid of the police, saw my brother's butt get kicked many times by the police. It's why she says she never expected to find herself in a uniform. What led you to law enforcement? You know, I used to tell people it was an accident. I do tell people this is my purpose. Cindy? If there is a conventional path to law enforcement, Sheriff Witt is far from it. Growing up in South Minneapolis with her four siblings, drugs and violence were always nearby. By age 15, Dewana was a mother. I saw myself as a statistic. As a teenage mother? Um, As a teenage mother, as someone growing up in poverty. My mother had a drug addiction. My father was an alcoholic. And with that environment came a very early mistrust of police. A man was shot. He was shot by the police, actually. And I could have been all of four or five years old. 
But 24 years ago, something changed when Sheriff Witt, then working for a nonprofit, happened to take a tour of the jail. At the end of that tour, they talked about how they needed women in the field and women of color. She applied on a whim and got hired as a detention deputy. That's when her views started to shift. I started having more encounters with law enforcement, men and women, and getting to know them as individuals. You know, my barriers that I had, they were falling. Over the next two decades, she worked her way up through the ranks. Then, in January, according to the law and the best of my ability, Sheriff Dewana Witt became the first woman to lead her department and the first black female sheriff in the state of Minnesota. A milestone that's all the more meaningful when you consider where she is. Black Hennepin County, the very county where George Floyd was killed. The street where he died was just a block away from the community center where Sheriff Witt grew up. You watched that video along with the rest of the world. Yes. The big difference, of course, is that you were watching it happen in your own community. That was probably one of the most difficult times of my entire life. It ruined a lot of things that had been done to make this profession better and to bridge the gap within communities. She says the hits came from all sides. People would look at me as a black woman, as a black person in a uniform, like, what are you doing? You know, being called names from traitors to Auntie Tammy instead of Uncle Tom. These were fellow black people that yeah, would look yeah. at you and wonder why you were in law enforcement. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're on the wrong side. And that's, I'm sorry, I can never say talk about this without getting a little choked up. But if people would have just known the story of like what it takes to do this job as a black person and to have people say those things to you, it was it was hurtful. Despite it all, she says she never thought about leaving the job. I knew that I needed to be a person who could interpret, if you will, what people were seeing, because everybody couldn't understand that. For Sheriff Witt, then a major, that meant talking to people, protesters, face to face, even when other officers warned her not to, a step toward building trust. That we had a sense of safety and security. Last November, one of her very first visits after winning the election was the jail. And as she walked among the inmates, Sheriff Witt got a big surprise. People were standing up and applauding me. When you and they're in. like, that's our sheriff, y'all. You know, I realized that I'm a symbol of hope for some people and a hope for change. So I got a lot to live up to, but I'm, I'm ready for it. Just a fascinating conversation with Sheriff Witt. Now, we should note that we did that interview before the news of Tyree Nichols' death rocked the country. She has since, in a statement, spoken out against those officers' actions. Now, in her previous role before she was elected sheriff, she was in charge of the jail and courthouse security. That means that she was the head of security during the Derek Chauvin trial. She talks about just how difficult that period was for the entire city. But she says her philosophy then, as well as now, is I talk to everyone. She says that's how you build trust, and that's something that she says she brings to this role as sheriff guys what a journey yeah, yeah. she's extraordinary blaine what a conversation i could listen yeah. to another two hours of that yep. thank you for bringing us that story thank you blaine uh up next we've got some exercises to strengthen your heart plus the remarkable success story of one of our star today walking club members we'll tell you about it but first this is today on nbc
We are back with Start Today. Now, for February, we want to focus on heart health, and we encourage you to scan that QR code so you can join our Start Today walking club. Let's kick things off this month with an inspiring journey. Of course, Steph Mansour here helping us out. We want to talk about Kathy Augustine from Merritt Island, Florida. Here's her story in her own words. I was 27 years old and teaching kindergarten when I got sick with what I thought was a bad cold. It went on for weeks and I continued to get weaker. My mother insisted I get a chest x-ray. That's when the doctors discovered I had cardiomyopathy, a disease that changes the way the heart functions. I was rushed to the hospital for emergency open heart surgery five years ago. And then my heart stopped. After being revived, I lived with a heart pumping device called an LVAD for six months. Then I received a life-saving heart transplant. I had to learn how to walk again and use walking as a means to recover. My favorite place to walk is at Universal Studios. I joined the Start Today Walking Challenge last June because of its inspiring community. We're here at Universal Orlando. And in November of last year, I was able to be one of the walkers. Here we go! Alongside Al Roker and Stephanie Mansour at Universal. Since my surgery, I've lost 120 pounds and walked to 5K for Donate Life. I continue to walk to keep my heart strong. Now, let's let's meet her. Kathy Augustine, come on out. Good to see you. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic, Kathy. Nice to see you. And, of course, look at that. That Woo! is crazy. What a, what a transformation. Well, we've got Stephanie Monsor, our Today Fitness contributor here. Kath, come on over. Uh, good morning to both of you. It is so good to see you. So first of all, how are you feeling? How are you doing with your new heart? I feel great. Every yeah. day is a new day. Yeah. And, and now, there was a point, I understand, you had to relearn how to walk. How, how difficult was that? I literally could not. Like, I was in the hospital for two months, and mm. I couldn't um, stand. I couldn't walk. I had to go to rehab and physically learn how to get up and walk, move my feet. And I just had to do that after my LVAD surgery. How, how important was that for, for your heart health, your, it was, your recovery? It was crucial because of I needed to get walking and get active, and my heart needed to get healthy. Mm. And, and you mentioned our, our Start Today Walking Club became part of your life. Yes. I joined in June of 2022, and um, I've just been a member and I've seen all the motivational stories and everything. Um, Stephanie's been motivational. You've been motivational on your videos. Um, everything is just great because of every day there's new posts about how much people have walked or how much uh -huh. things people have been motivated. So, so, so Steph, you know, we, we think about, you know, it's Valentine's Day in, in yes. February, heart and emotion, but uh, it's also about health. That's right. You know, a lot of people think about cardio exercise when it comes to their heart health, and that is extremely important. We've got our walking challenge, uh -huh. you know, but in addition for this month, for Heart Healthy Month, we are focusing on strength training, and that's because research actually shows when you combine cardio with strength training, uh -huh. you get more benefits for your heart than if you were just to do cardio exercise. And that's because we know building lean muscle mass helps us to speed up the metabolism, right. burn more calories, and therefore help us maintain a healthy weight. All right. So you talk about upper body exercise. Yes. So we're going to start off with some upper body exercises. Okay. So we're going to grab these dumbbells. I All recommend right. starting kind of light, mm -hmm. three pounds, um, and then go up from there. Okay. So what we're going to do first is the W exercise. Okay. So I really want you to connect emotion this month. Ah. Our heart healthy month. Feel like a winner as Ooh. you open to that W and then bring it back down. We're opening wide on this diagonal and then coming down to the shoulders. Abs pull in. Mm -hmm. Feel that, Kathy? Yep. Yeah, working the upper body and the shoulders. And then the next upper body exercise is a V for victory. Okay. So I want you to feel victorious as you do your workout. If you're sitting at home wondering, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do these with the mm -hmm. weights, that's okay. Put the weights down and just right. do this for some shoulder mobility. And, and how many 
uh, reps do you do? Ten repetitions, okay. and then we move on to the next exercise. Okay. Next exercise? Yep. Now, I'm going to show us goddess pose. So oh. we're all going to unleash that inner goddess here. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> even you, Al. Yeah. <laughs> so opening wide into a wide leg open toe squat. We're going to lower down abs and tight, knees out to the sides, and then stand up, squeeze the glutes at the top. Good. So we lower down. That inner goddess is unleashing here. Stand up uh -huh. and working the quads, this the hip flexors. <laughs> and even the hamstrings. Now, the next exercise is a warrior two. So, Kathy, obviously, you are such a warrior. Al, you. you've been through so much. You're a warrior as well. What I want you to do is open the legs here into a warrior two position. Good. Knee over the ankle. Good. Turn. Yes, exactly, Al. Perfect. Abs in. We bend the knee over the ankle, and then we press to stand up. So, this is a dynamic yoga pose, actually, uh -huh. that we turn into a strength training exercise. So, if you're at home wondering, okay, how can I unleash my inner warrior? Maybe right. you've been through some health issues. Maybe you're just having a hard time getting started this year. Scan that QR code on your screen. Join our Start Today community. People like Kathy, myself, yep. you, Al, we're motivating you every step of the way. Kathy, Steph, thank you so much. Don't forget, we do want you to join our Start Today walking challenge. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. There we go. Uh, yeah, scan, nice job, Al. Scan that QR code <laughs> or just head to today.com slash Start today. And while you're there, you can print out our 28-day workout plan for February. Craig, want to join me? No, I'm good, but I'd love to see you. You're back officially now. Uh, up next, more heart-healthy tips from registered dietitian Vanessa Rosetto. She's going to help you eat right and also save money at the same time. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back, 8.52 now, with more of our heart health series. And we just showed you the importance of exercise, but there's, of course, another key factor, what you eat. The Cleveland Clinic just released results from its annual National Heart Survey, and the response to, to what posed the greatest barrier to getting healthy really caught our attention. Check this out. Nearly half of Americans surveyed said they viewed healthy food as more expensive. So we wanted to try and, and debunk that assumption. So we're going to do that this morning. And to help us do that, Vanessa Rosetta, registered dietitian. Good to have you back. Thanks for having me. This has been a misconception in a lot of communities for, I think, a long time. The idea that healthy has to be expensive, but you maintain not so. Not so. This is why dietitians exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of tips and tricks for you to be eating healthy. So, for example, people always think, you know, f vegetables and fruit are super expensive mm -hmm. and that you can only eat organic. Well, actually, you know, the dollar store has frozen fruits and vegetables for sale for one dollar. Wow. So... If you want to have vegetables in your life and you are afraid or you don't have time or, you know, cost is a problem for you, yeah. you can go to the dollar store and you can get a bag of carrots or a frozen bag of berries. And to be clear, there's the same nutritional value in frozen fruits and vegetables that, as, as raw. That's right. And actually minimal processing. So they're allowed to ripen to peak and then flash frozen. So it's up for grabs. Okay. Yeah. Oatmeal bakes. Oh, that's what I do. I make these oatmeal bakes for my kids. I yeah. want them to eat oatmeal and I dump the frozen fruit in there and I bake it and they think I'm a genius. They add peanut butter. We've got fat. We've got protein. We've got fiber. We've got antioxidants. Yeah. And I'm a winner. And it's pretty simple. Yeah. All right, let's talk about, we've covered fruits. Let's talk about veggies now. You've got a simple trick for veggies as well. So find the ones that you like. Yeah. My son only likes carrots mm -hmm. <laughs> and you get them in bulk on a Sunday. You cut them up. You put them in water in a glass container, or for my kids, we just put them in Ziploc bags because they're grabbing yeah. and going. Yeah. 
That's so buy in bulk is a secret. It's the secret. And they, you go through it pretty quick. And you also mentioned to buy non-starch veggies. Yeah. So non-starchy veggies help to keep you full. They he- help your gut be healthy, which helps for immunity. It's winter. So people are getting more sick. So more vegetables help you be better for longer. And a few examples of non-starch veggies. Yeah. So carrots, celery, arugula, spinach. There's, again, one of the greatest misconceptions, perhaps, seafood. Expensive. Well, it can be expensive if you're going to go to, you know, a fishmonger and you're going to buy $30 a pound halibut or, you know, salmon. But if you don't want to do that, and also people are a little bit weird about fish as as a leftover. So buying them in bulk, you can get them at the regular grocer or you can get them at, you know, a Sam's or a Costco. And so now you're just getting one piece at a time. You can defrost before you leave the house, put it in the fridge. When you get home, it'll be ready olive oil, some Dijon mustard in the air fryer, and you had one perfect piece, so you're not wasting. And these are packed with omega-3s. Omega-3s is for your cardiovascular health, for your brain health, reduces the risk of cancer. A lot of recipes, of course, call for butter, the call for olive oil. How do we save there? So, I buy in bulk. You can get two to three pounds. I know that is, that is quite the large can. That's quite large container of olive oil. Yes. You're right. Also, you know, you can get online just a container that will allow you to pour perfectly, like portion that out. So you could fill it up and then hide that, so you don't have to look at it. It's about. 16 to $20, depending on the weight that you have. And remember, the serving size of olive oil, you know, is still one tablespoon. So we know it has anti-inflammatory properties, but one tablespoon is sufficient. All right, let's talk about really quickly here, saving money on snacking as well. I'm a dietitian, so snacking is oh, how snacking, I live snack. my life. This okay, is, good. I'm always thinking about the snacks that I'm having. Uh, I love to go to any kind of pharmacy to get the deals. So the two for one for the yeah, nuts or you. the chickpeas fiber. I'm always looking for fiber and protein. But also, I will always die on the sword of chocolate, which is my favorite thing. I eat it every single day. It has fat. It has protein. And if you get over 85%, it also has fiber. So, Vanessa, thank you. Thank you. Thank my you, pleasure. Vanessa. Much more coming up in the third and fourth hour, including the one and only Terry Crews joining us live. Plus, we'll have more on Tom Brady's surprise announcement this morning as well that he's retiring. 